and uh, welcome to the latest um, Jerry Joe Legion Edit show. I'm joined tonight by Luke, um, who is perhaps better known from the Art and No Better um, podcast, and uh, Sean, who was um, was with us last week um, as well. Um, so we're going to have a wee bit of a chat. We're going to get um, finalise our, our thoughts on uh, just how good Leeds were against Leicester, and then we'll... Um, We'll talk about Everton and just um, a few other bits and pieces then um, to discuss. But um, so obviously three one away to Leicester, probably a lot of people didn't expect. I know, kind of, I certainly would have been pessimistic about that one, especially after what they done to us at Elland Road. But it was a, it was a brilliant result. What um, what did you make of the game yourself, Luke? Yeah, pretty much exactly that, exactly that. Um, went into the game with with not all that much sort of positivity really. I, I thought it was a bit of a and I don't like the term free hit, but um, but we'd done the job on Newcastle that as expected, uh, although we didn't play that great. Um, and yeah, came out against Leicester, an absolutely revitalised team, totally chalk and cheese to to the f- prior three performances. Um, what I would say is, I think Leicester massively missed Ndidi and um, and Vardy, uh, Vardy specifically, just his movement and and. And if you sort of watch him, even when he's not scoring goals, he's t- dragging two or three defenders away uh, every time he makes a run. So, but yeah, fantastic. Don't take any way, anything away from the boys. I thought they're absolutely fantastic. All everybody who got on and everybody who started as well. Shame to get a couple of knocks out of it, but but yeah, all in all, really, really good performance. Yeah, I com- completely agree with that. Um, I, th- I think I think out of the two the two guys, now I, I do I really rate um, indeed a highly, but. What I would say, obviously, he didn't play in the Elland Road game. So I think in, in that particular game, um, I was kind of looking at it and I was thinking back to the game and thinking like how March 40 really terrorised us um, in that game. And I thought even we were able to meet um, Leicester a bit higher up the pitch and we didn't have that same threat of, you know, if we press them, they're going to just play it over the top. Um, what was your what was your thinking yourself, Sean? It's, it was an enjoyable watch, wasn't it? Which is, um, when you look at some of the victories we've had this season, and even you know the previous game against Newcastle, that last 30, 40 minutes wasn't overly enjoyable. Um, it, it was edge-of-your-seat stuff. And I just felt, even I was, I was watching the game with my son, and I thought, I said to him after five to ten minutes, we've started this game really, really well. We're on the front foot, and some of the movement off the ball was really, really good. And then... It, it, they what did they score after 12 minutes I think it was they scored and I just looked at us and I said I can't believe we were 1-0 down but I then think that what we did was was the perfect response wasn't it scoring within two minutes equalising within two minutes and then I, I just felt that that put us even more on the front foot and they became a little bit more wary of us and I just think then from then on particularly the next maybe what 30 minutes of that first half, we absolutely dominated that first half. And we we posed them problems, which they were in the reverse game at our place, they were posing us. Um, and I, I just thought it was a really, really enjoyable watch. Um, and up there with our best performances of the season, I generally think that. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say my um, about it being one of the best performances myself, it was kind of like, like the... You had like the West Brom game, which was obviously great. Newcastle game was great. There was a few other ones, but I think sort of some of the the best games for me have been like that. The the game there at the weekend, um, 
beating uh, beating Aston Villa when we did and beating Everton because at that time they were kind of teams that, that were sort of like everybody was kind of talking about them and mm. you know we went into it thinking you know or, well certainly the, the the main sort of stream media went into it thinking you know they do not they do not hurt them and we did and it, it, like on on Sunday I, I, I kind of spent like the part of the second half thinking to myself, we've played really well for a team that's going to end up losing this 2-1. You know, it just kind of felt like that was the way it was going to go. Mm. And then obviously, like, it was, it was just, it was like, it almost felt like a coming of age moment a wee bit. It was like, I, I think it was, like, obviously we know how we play and we're not going to change how we play. But there was an air of professionalism, you know, about the about the performance where personally I thought that the, the three lads in midfield made a big difference. Um I know, obviously, Rodrigo um, off injured, which is which is obviously unfortunate. But I thought the energy um, that Dallas brings to the midfield, combined with an actual midfielder and click, and obviously Phillips, you know, missed the missed the last Leicester game. Um, so I thought the midfield was really strong. What what did uh, what did you make of the midfield look? Yeah, I, I, I echo exactly what you say. I think I think it was a sort of masterclass really from Bielsa to put Dallas in there. Uh, and just get him to run, run for ninety minutes. That's that's pretty much Dallas. I mean, mm-hmm. fair play. He had a lot to do with the uh, the build up to. I think it was the last goal when he he, uh, he he sort of put his shoulder in and stayed strong against the Leicester midfielders and popped it through to Click, who then uh, who then slid it through for Bamford, who squared it for uh, for Harrison on his right foot. But um, I think yeah, I think I think the midfield had so much energy in comparison to previous games. I don't know if it's because Click's Click's tired or he's uh, he's. Play- he does run a hell of a lot, does Click when he's playing. Um, I think I seen some some stats, stats the other day from from some former stats, statistician. It wasn't LUFC stats; it was somebody else. Um, he runs the furthest on the pitch every game, uh, every game when he starts. Um, so whether he's just getting a bit tired, uh, but that energy that, that that Dallas brought, some of the tackles and things he put in as well were absolutely just. I think just for the energy that we that we really needed to go out and and win that that game was ultimately won in midfield. Mm, yeah, definitely. I think um, I think Dallas's goal was underrated as well. There's all you know all the talking in the media and um, on Twitter of um, social media is is Bamford's goal. Quite rightly, you know, a stunning goal. Um, but anyone who's played the game um, would understand how difficult that was for Dallas to actually score the goal that he scored in the way that he scored it. It's so easy to have hit that straight at the goalkeeper scuffed it wider the post but the, the pure strike just left the keeper stranded I, 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 I there's part of me that enjoyed that goal more so than I enjoyed Banford's goal or even the third goal it's it, it's bizarre maybe to some people to comprehend but I really really enjoyed that goal and I felt it was such an important time to score as well as I've already said and the other thing I want to pick up on was um the reaction, because obviously um, Brendan Rodgers made a change at half time. He brought the other centre half on. They played that three centre half, pushed the full backs on. And maybe for that, what, first five or ten minutes of the second half, we were being overrun. And you could see, you know, through the TV pictures, there was um, there was a lot of talk going on, on the touchline about making a change. And he made a change, didn't he? And he just the formation, which nullified the change that Rodgers had made. And I just felt that then came about the right time. Um, it wasn't long after that that um, Bamford scored the worldie and we were on top from then, you know, and I think it was a, a masterstroke, a really, you know, I don't know what he did, 
truthfully, but he was a masterstroke, whatever it was that he did, in, in nullifying the change that Rodgers had made at half-time. I think, um, just to pick up on your, your, first, um, your first point about the Stuart Dallas one, I think, like, we obviously, Bielsa has talked about it a few times, you know, about the fact that sometimes last season we weren't taking our chances. And as you say, there, there was so much that could have gone wrong with that. The, the actual shot and the actual strike. The one the one thing that I really, really enjoyed about the goal as well was I absolutely love seeing a midfielder going past the striker. I love it. I absolutely love it. And it's just like it's it's all it's old fashioned. Like nowadays it's like, you know, your midfielders are kind of there to protect the fact that you're maybe playing too too inside forward, so to speak, and a and a striker and Midfields are, are often for protection, but I just I love I love that run, and it's it's so hard for teams to pick up. Um, and it just obviously the finish the finish was brilliant, and as you you know, Bielsa has talked about how at the start of the season we were like I think we had like something like whatever it was like nine or ten chances, and we scored six goals or whatever you know, and he was like saying that it was impossible to maintain that. And to be fair, like you know that was like, very one of the chances that you know maybe last season probably wouldn't have went in and it was a kind of kind of one where we would have talked about, you know, how we're wasting chances, but really it was only a half chance and we took it really well. Mm. Um but yeah, um I do think I do think it's um it's interesting, you know, just like how Dallas he's just it's like he's just you would just he's, he's that kind of player where you would talk about like you want eleven Stuart Dallas's, you know, you could you could play him just anywhere. Like, you know, he, he's like he's not like you would probably look at Stuart Dallas and think like I would I would have had my doubts whenever we went up that is Stuart Dallas a Premier League player, but Stuart Dallas has been a Premier League player in about three or four different positions now. Do you know what I mean? And he and he's done well in them all. Mm-hmm. Um, on uh, Luke's point earlier is about the um, about click and being tired. Um, I have this wee theory that just our midfield hasn't been hasn't been balanced with um, since Rodrigo's coming. As much as I like the guy, and and he has shown in some some games some real some real class, I just think that it just kind of sometimes it, it almost looks like it's a straight line, like like our midfield. It's like it's kind of like you've got like him playing like a number ten. You've got Calvin Phillips almost right in between the centre backs, and just click on his own in midfield. And like if you're one man, and it doesn't matter if you're the fastest man in the world, but if you're going up against two and three man midfields and you're on your own in there, you are going to look tired, and you're going to look, you're not going to look like a good, a good footballer, you know. And I just think that that um, we maybe got a wee bit lucky, well, not not lucky, because I don't want to say lucky because you know it's unfortunate that Rodrigo got injured, but we kind of fell into the three of them together, and it looked, it just looked so balanced, so good, it just really, really looked good, and I, I thought it was. Um, it was a real pleasure to watch them, to be honest. Um, obviously, um, as you have said, um, we've picked up a few injuries. Um, Rodrigo, I think, is definitely out tomorrow night. Um, but I think in Bielsa's interview, he said um, that Bamford and Rafinha, he wouldn't sort of say whether they will play or not tomorrow night, but he says that they're sort of like less um, less problematic, so to speak. Um, how important do you think it is that those two are fit tomorrow night, Sean? It would be, you'd love to both of them to be fit and able. I think reading between the lines, um, I don't think Rodrigo is going to be fit. He looked like he picked up a groin injury. Um, they're not easy to shake off. You get one of those and it could be, you know, you come back too early and it could 
turning to long-term damage. So I don't expect to see him playing tomorrow. Um, Rafinha, I think, from what I've heard and what I've read, um, he's likely to be available. You, your fingers crossed, I think. Um, and the under-23 game that played on um, Monday night, wasn't it? Um, Tyler Roberts played 30 minutes, kind of in that role, and then got taken off. I think if Rod Greedrow's not available, we're likely to see Tyler Roberts playing. Um, that's just my 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 guess um, based on on what, you know, no knowledge and what I've seen. Um, Rafinha has just been different, hasn't he? He's just been something that we, I mean, none of us. I mean, I don't care who you are. Nobody knew effectively what we were signing um, when we got him, and in the very early games that he came on for those sort of 20, 20 minutes cameo appearances, you could just see something that we, we haven't seen at Leeds for a long, long time, um, and. I think he would be a big miss if he's not available tomorrow, a really big miss. Um, I think we can fill that Rodrigo position, albeit that I think he's had, he had an excellent game against um, was it Newcastle. I thought he was, he was really, really good in that game. Um, and he looked decent on, um, on Sunday. Um, but you've got a couple of players that could probably fill that space. Rafinha is not playing. You're likely to see Costa playing there. And um, it's, it's, I hate to say it, but it's been a long time since we, you know, I've come away from watching Leeds and raved about Costa. A long time. Maybe tomorrow, if he does play, you know, we'll we'll see something. But um, it's been a while since I've seen something from Costa that's inspired me. If I'm honest with you, so we'll see. We'll see. What um, What do you think yourself? Look, how do you think they'll? How do you think they'll, they'll line up in midfield if um, if Rodrigo doesn't make it? Which I don't think Rodrigo will make it, but how do you see them lining up in midfield? And what are your thoughts on Costa as well? Yeah, well, I, I'd like to see the midfield that ended the game um, against Leicester mm. start. Quite rightly, as you said, Jerry, they, they, they did look really well balanced. Um, and just to sort of elaborate slightly on that, the, the Rodrigo thing is, for me, is... It almost has to feel like he has to play him, I think, Bielsa, because he's so quality. But he's 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 a he's a number nine for, for Spain. He you know, but he, then he can't drop Paddy. Um so he's, I think he's trying to sort of put a bit of a square peg in a round hole. Um and it's working to an extent, but I think we could be far more balanced if you looked at the midfield of, of Dallas, KP and Klitsch, uh Klitsch, whatever you say, uh, all together. Um and I, I, I would like to see his lineup like that, but yeah, I think I think you're probably right. I think Tyler Roberts comes in. Um, I think Bielsa's is a big fan of Tyler Roberts. Uh, I think he think, he's still only 22. Remember, uh, mm. I think because he's been around for so quite quite a bit of time, and he was a, he was playing for the first team at, at West Brom before he joined us as well. Um, I just think we probably take it take take it into a take a little bit for granted with him because he's still got a lot of learning to do and a lot. You know, he's, he's, I think he's a class player in there. But I don't think he's quite ready. I think it would have been a perfect time to send him out on loan this season for the last six months, last half of the season, to to a, to a championship side and get him some real game time under his belt. I think he'd have come back a much better, much better, more rounded player. Um, sometimes looks quite light on the ball, uh, easy easily to shift. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think I think we will see. Um, I think we will see Roberts coming for. Um, for Rodrigo uh, on the right, uh, in terms of Rafinha, I think he'll play. Uh, I think Bielsa rates him highly enough. I think even if there's a little knock, Bielsa will still 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 play him. Um, if he doesn't, I think you're quite right, showing him what you say with with Costa 
like for like swap. I think Pervera would have been in with a chance had he not been injured on Monday night. Yeah. Um, mm. For a bit more game time. But but no, I think Costa comes in. And what do I think of Costa? Um mixed emotions really on him. I think he's got he's got elements of class about him and he's got some real pace and he's got the tricks and everything. I think we're just spoilt for good wingers and we probably probably don't give him enough credit for, for how good of a player he is because we've got the likes of Jack Harrison on one side and Rafinha on the other. Um, but I still think he's a, he's a solid, solid player and he'll do a job when needed. He started the season well, Luke, didn't he? You know, the first three or four games really, really raised my, you know, opinion and obviously the expectations. And then I think that uh, since Rafinha's come in, um, He's, I don't know if he's got if he's got a bit sulky about it. I don't know or if he's lost his place I really don't know but I've not seen much I've watched a couple of 23 games as well and he wasn't great on Monday for the 23s and the time he played there and um, I think it's the game before when we played I don't think who we played but um, we had a comfortable win and he, he he looked like he was strolling through that as well and I don't know I'd like nothing more if he's Rafinha's not available tomorrow and he does play I'd like nothing more to see the game um, you know the sort of performance that we saw in the first two or three games of the season. So I thought he was outstanding then, if I'm honest with it. But we'll is see. Any, is there any other, other of the, the the young lads that that could potentially come in? Who, who plays out there for the? For uh, the I don't keep much of it. Huggins does he play on the wing? No, you've got this. Um, yeah, there's oh, a wee guy Yeah, crikey! I mean, from the two games that I've watched him in the 23s, this kid is is. I mean, you know, it's just two games, but in the two games I've seen, this kid is lightning, absolutely like, and he's the only player I've ever seen who can control a ball like Jack Harrison does. He can, he can pull it. He genuinely put a couple of games um, instances in the recent twenty-three games. He's pulling the ball down from shoulder height, and he's he's picking it up on the run and moving it in the way that Jack Harrison does. He, he looks a quality player. He's lightning quick, absolutely lightning quick. So whether he, you know, Pervader being injured. Um, um, from what I saw on the 23s on Monday night, I can, you know, there's a potential for this kid sitting on the bench. Who knows? Who knows? I'd love to see it. I really would because he excites me in the couple of games I've seen him play. Really good. I think just on the um, the Helder Costa sort of situation, I think at the time, the start of the season, as you say, Costa was good at the start of the season and then obviously there was money spent on Rafinha and like, like now, in hindsight, you know, I, I think you know Rafinha is a, a different a different level to, to Costa, but at the time, I did feel like Costa had pro- was probably playing his best games that he's played for Leeds at the start of the season, yeah. and I did kind of feel like it was harsh on him getting dropped at the time. Um, obviously, you know, we, we know what we know now, and like I like I personally like I think Rafinha is a special player. Like like if I was um if I was a youngster now, and like you're you know you're you're going and you're buying. Buying your football kits and getting your names in the in the back of it. That's the guy. Like that's the one. He's 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 the one that puts bums on seats. Like he's that wee bit of, you know special and um he's got that wee bit of class that um that you just love seeing in a player. But mm-hmm. um I thought whenever obviously Rafinha went off and Costa come on and he just, he looked so bad. He he looked there was just a few a few touches. He just he just were really bad and. Mm. Obviously, that'll come when not playing. You know, that'll come when not playing football. Um, so I was interested to see. I kind of felt like the the idea was probably if Rafinha is not fit, give um, Pavera and Costa forty five minutes each, and 
let them let them earn the spot, you know, for for um for Wednesday night. Obviously, Pavetta get injured, so you know if um if Rafinha doesn't make it, it, it looks obviously then like um like uh, Costa will get the start. Um, the wee guy um, we were talking about there is Somerville. Um, I think he had, he came from Feyenoord. Um, mm. and he was um. He seemed, there seems to be a, like I haven't, I haven't actually seen any of the games that he's he sort of starred in. I've seen a few of the under under twenty threes, but I haven't seen any of the ones that they, that you sort of see the Twitter goes crazy for them. You know some of these performances that he's threw in, but um, I seen again. Uh, I was I was at work yesterday whenever the game was on, so so I didn't get to see it. But um, there was a few were mentioning him, you know, and they were also mentioning um, Gelhard as well, the mm-hmm. uh, the guy we playing from Wigan. Um, by all accounts, had a good game. Um, which obviously, if um, I imagine if Bamford, um, if Bamford, I know he picked up a dead leg on Sunday. Um, so if there's any doubts about him, um, I would imagine Tyler Roberts would probably start, but it might push Gellhard onto the bench, um, probably between him and Greenwood. But um, it'll obviously be, be interesting to see. So what are we thinking? Um, we'll go look first. Um, what do you think of this Everton game tomorrow? What's the what's the um, the ambitions. I think they're uh, they're on a, a wobbly path at the minute. Aren't they? They've had some 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 poor results uh, over the last few games. I think since since we beat them, I don't think because they were they were, were they about fourth when we played them. In the mm. league, uh, yeah. I think. Uh, then we, we we beat them. Um, albeit it was it was a w- w- worldy from Rafinha that 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 won the game, but um, I think we deserve to take that game. I think we'll be. Prove too much for him. I think. I think we've got we've got that head up steam again. Um, uh, we've got. A th- I'd like to see the teams before I make a full prediction, but I'm going to go <laughs> Leeds win. Um, but that does very much depend on who is playing up front and who's playing on the right hand side. Um, whilst I still think we've got class, uh, we don't have class in depth. He's probably one of the. the mm-hmm. It's the BLs away, and it you know he doesn't have. Uh, a, a replacement like for like for every single position he likes to just sort of pull somebody from a different position but um but yes yeah, I, I still see us winning um but that very, the scoreline very much depends on who we've got playing what do you think yourself Sean I'd agree with um Luke's um um points I think having looked at Everton's last four or five games you know they've lost at West the home to West Ham uh, the beat Wolves away, drew with Leicester, lost to Newcastle. And I watched that Newcastle game. If anybody else watched them at the weekend, played Newcastle. And that wasn't a fluke. I mean, Newcastle, let's be brutally honest about it, are probably up there in the top two or three, you know, worst teams that we've played all season. And But they they outran Everton. They had the better chances. Um, Callum Wilson just run the bat for ragged. Um and they deserved to win that game. I, it was it was one of those you know really weird typical Premier League games that we've seen this season, where where um you know you expected Everton to go out and win comfortably three four nil. Um, they never got a kick. They never got a kick, and, and you know they they're a funny team. They're, they, they, the weirdest thing is they've got. Um, I was having a look earlier today. They're on thirty three points, which is four more than us. They've got two games in hand over the teams above them. They win one of them, they're back up in the top four. You know, they, they, they win both of them, and they're they they're up, you know, up behind um, Man City, Man United, and Liverpool again. They're literally on the. So if they, it'll be it's a big incentive for them to beat us tomorrow night because it it's one of their games in hand technically that takes them into that top four, top five. Um, 
Totally agree with Luke. It depends. Um, it's a bit weird. I'd probably take a point now. I'd, I'd probably take a point, as I would. I tend to go into most games, saying to my lad, I'll probably take a point in this one, you know, 38 points, that'll keep us up, no problem at all. But, but then there's that sort of distant memory or, short, you know, of, of Sunday. And you think, same team, playing the same way, we could go out and beat Everton three or four, you know, it, on, on, a, on a different day. But I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say, you know, I'll take a point, and I think it could be a one or a two all draw. Don't know why. I just think, it, I think their front three are are strong, aren't they? Um, you know, Calvert Lewin and and the um, what's his name, the Brazilian that spends most of the game on his backside, doesn't he? Um, Recep Richarlison. Um, obviously, the Spaniard playing. I don't, you know, they, they, I don't fancy him at the back. But I do, I do think they've got the ability to score against us, as most teams tend to do. So I'm going to go for a one-all or two-all draw. If I'm honest with you, yeah, I think they've got they've got, they've got they've got some fantastic players. James Rodriguez, you know, yeah. real real stars. Um, but I don't, I just don't think they've got the energy to, to to play with us. And I think they've got too many stars potentially as well. I think they've probably got a few prima donnas mm. who were quite happy to sit back and see the dirty work get done, whereas. Sort of one to eleven for Leeds United, sort of do it for each other, do you know? And I think that's the difference. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why we've won quite a few games this season. I think that's potentially why we why we beaten the first time round this season. Mm, yeah, would agree. Yeah, I think that was one of our better performances all season up there, in the kind of way with the the game that we saw on Sunday. Although it was only one nil, I just felt that we you know we dominated that game, and it was one of those um, eye openers, wasn't it, for a lot of other teams? Just thinking, crikey, you know, this is a team that started the season really well. They were predicting they're going to finish in the top two, three, four, whatever. And we just went there and did a job on them, did a really, really good job on them. Um, so, yeah, you know, but I'm still going to, I'm still going to go with the draw. I'm going to sit, I'm going to sit on that big old prickly fence, Luke, and go with the draw. I was, um, I was looking earlier and obviously we've won our, we've won our last two. So I've, I've got it in my head that um, I really want us obviously to, to get this uh, three in a row. Um, yeah. Three Premier League wins in a row. So I started thinking then when was the last time we had won three in a row? So I'd done a wee bit of research on it and it was between Boxing Day 2002 and New Year's Eve 2003 that we last won, obviously, three in a row in the Premier League. Um, James Milner scored his first Premier League goal in one of those games. So you're talking about his entire career, basically. Obviously, mm-hmm. we weren't in the Premier League for most of the time, like, but. You had Milner, 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 and Fowler scored away to Sunderland. And Milner, then, sorry, who, sorry, who else scored as well? Milner oh, and Fowler. Robbie Fowler. Right, yeah. Um, and then again, we beat Chelsea two 0 right. and Milner scored again, and Woodgate. <laughs> right. And then the third one was um, we beat Birmingham two 0 and it was Eric Baca and Mark Viduka scored that day. So okay. it would be um, it would be nice to retire um, retire that uh, retire that record tomorrow night against uh, against Everton, which which I, I think we've we've a good chance. If every if if the team if Rafinha's fit and Bamford's fit, I think we have a very good chance of beating them. I think there's a couple of things that we have to be wary of. Um, Rodriguez is, is a quality player for Everton, and um, you cannot give that guy any space whatsoever. From basically twenty five yards of your goal, you cannot give him an inch. Um, and if you give him an inch even further back, his passing will find um, 
the pace of Richardson, you know. So we we have to be wary of that. But we'll give them plenty of problems too. So mm. you know, I'm I'm feeling um I'm feeling confident about that. Um and hoping hoping we can get this uh, third third Premier League win in a row, which um which would take us up and up into a good place. Um you mentioned uh, Sean there about the we're four points behind Everton. Um, which obviously, and like you're saying, Everton aren't that far back from um, sort of the European places. Do you do you think that there like it's time now that after the win against Leicester at the weekend, that it's time that Leeds could maybe look and start to think rather than we want to finish seventeenth or higher, and instead think we could maybe finish ninth or tenth here? Is it is it time to start looking up, Sean? Definitely. I mean, I've I've said all along, and I was um, chatting with some pals on Twitter at, um, at the weekend, and people were saying we're only now what three, four wins away from the magical forty points. Well, I, I'm not being funny, and when you look at that bottom three, um, there is no. I generally feel we if we win tomorrow, that will give us what thirty two points. I cannot see Fulham getting thirty two points. You, you, somebody tell me or show me how they're going to go from where are they now? 14 points they're on at the moment, on there, something like that nature, to 32. Can't see it happening. So you're right. I do generally think that we should stop worrying about, you know, what's behind us and start looking without getting ahead of ourselves. Just be realistic and stay in, you know, realistic channel for a little while. But win tomorrow takes you, you know, level with Everton, albeit they'll have a game or two in hand. But there's there's teams up there that we've got to play. Up points. We've got some very, very difficult games coming up, obviously. You know, the big boys, the so-called big boys at the top. But we've got West Ham that sit above us to play, um, you know, and, and Arsenal above us to play, win those games. And, yeah, you, you know, you, you can have that sort of season that Wolves had. Was it last season or the season before? That You know, you finish in that top sort of seven or eight. And then it, 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 you look back on it with... You know, a lot of fondness, don't you? And, and, and okay, we haven't been there to watch it and whatever, or been there live. But you look back on it, and it's memorable, really, really memorable season. But yeah, I totally agree, Jerry. There's no, I don't. If we we can finish twelfth, or we can finish sixteenth, okay. Apart from you know the accountants thinking, well, you've just cost us six million quid, Sean, or something. Makes no difference, does it really? And, you know, I. There's no way that Fulham. West Brom or Sheffield United are going to catch us. They might catch Newcastle, they might catch Burnley, they might catch Brighton, but they ain't going to catch us. No way. So look forward, look ahead, and be ambitious. What do you think? Oh, well, I wish I was as optimistic. <laughs> sure, I wish I shared the same, uh, shared the same view and passion. That I'm just, I, I'm, I'm very much uh, of, of the belief that. Anything can happen in a game of football or in a season of football, as we yeah, yeah. especially with Leeds United, if it was going to happen to anybody. Uh, so, so I'm very much sort of get to the magical number and then start looking up. I think whilst whilst it might might seem pessimistic, I just want to, you know, ensure that we've got Premier League football states for next year is the prerogative. Uh, that that is that is what we need. We'll yeah, probably, yeah. We'll probably go into the summer. Rads will probably spend a bit more money. And there's already a couple of rumours about sort of pre-contractual agreements with with the Paul and stuff that I've seen seen floating around, um, and we we'll give it a real push when we're established. You know, I don't want to sort of run before we can walk. No. 
I think it, uh, if anything, we've um, we, we certainly learned, hopefully learned lessons from from the last time. And as you say, you know, like it, it's not a case of like you see teams going out and spending fortunes. Like I think what we done were like we probably yeah we probably spent about a hundred million or so, but we spend it on like maybe like about three or four players, and you know gradually improving the team. Whereas you see some teams and they they go out and spend like that on like 10, 11 players and it doesn't really it doesn't really work, it doesn't really add up and I just think just gradually keep it keep it ticking over um, but I do think, I definitely do think that, that this, there is um, I, th- I think we're alright um, as you say Sean you know it's, it's looking at thinking where where Phil I'm going to get these points from what, what tends to happen in the second half of the season is some teams are kind of get to the stage where they're not really playing for anything and the desperation you start you do start to see funny results involving relegation teams but like sitting here today we're we're as close to Man City and top as we are the 18th you know what I mean we're the same I think we're 15 points from both um which we're not sitting here saying that we're going to win the league but you know I think it's time for us to, to start saying that we're not going to go down either and um, I'm hopeful, hopeful and confident that um, that we've 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 set a good um, set a good standard so far, and I am just all about keeping keeping the manager, keep keep him do whatever he wants, to keep him happy, just keep him here as long as we can keep him here because it's it's one of them things where like the day the day he leaves, and you're kind of like right, do we go and become one of them standard Premier League clubs that just like seventeenth shirt target or, you know, like Bielsa adds excitement. It's like you're like I don't know about you guys, but I've watched some of these games involving like the big six teams and all this here and they talk about all oh, that these are the, the teams and whenever they play each other it is it's absolute murder watching it. You know, it's you're sitting watching it and it's like right, do not lose. Whereas we're going into every game and it's yeah, something like it, it probably like is gonna lead to like take like 10, 15 years off each of our life expectancies like but but by God, it's good to watch him. It's exciting, and, and I do, I love it. Like, and love watching it, and just keep him there, and keep looking up, keep building, just keep the club going the right way and rising. And wherever we finish this season, aim a wee bit higher next year, and just keep gradually building it. Mm. So, I seen um, one of the wee things I wanted to talk about today um, was there was a few stories coming out about Pascal um, Struik. And saying that apparently Roberto Martinez has um, been in contact with him about the possibility of playing for Belgium. Um, apparently, he's eligible for Belgium, Holland, and po- possibly was it Indonesia somewhere in somewhere in Asia. Um, but obviously, he hasn't played that many games for us. But do you think that it's a case of Martinez is trying to get in there potentially for a player and get in ahead of Holland, or do you think it's like he's looking at it and thinking, like his his performances. I personally don't think his performances yet warrant um, an international call up. But do you think it's just a, a wee bit of politics uh, look, or what would you what would you think of that news? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think I don't think. I mean, he's he's, he's played well. Don't get me wrong. When he's played centre back, he's definitely not a central central defensive midfielder. No. Uh, we've identified that. Um, smashing centre back, mature beyond his years. But is he really a Belgian international when you look at the, the, the Belgian starting team? Probably not. Um, no. I think there's probably a bit more football politics involved about um, getting him a cap so he, so he has to represent Belgium in the future, potentially. 
Um, I'm not sure he'll take it. He's already represented Holland under 17s, I think, uh, uh, as a youth. Uh, so I think his I think his nationality is Dutch, um, and I think he will probably go on to represent the Dutch side in the future. Mm. What do you think yourself, Sean? Yeah, I think I'd have to agree with Luke. Um, I find it a bit odd sometimes. People, um, I, I kind of get it when um, there's very little opportunity to play for the country of your birth, and then you've got a grandma's, you know, sort of auntie's uncle that allows you to play for the Republic of Ireland or something, and you you get the opportunity and you go and play for the Republic of Ireland because you're never going to kick a ball for England or Scotland or, or not Scotland, but you know what I mean. Um, if you bought. I didn't realise he'd got dual nationality until I read this earlier this week. Um, but I totally agree with Luke. He's done very, very well at centre-half this season when he's played centre-half. Um, he hasn't looked out of place, I thought. Again, going back to Sunday's game, I thought he was outstanding on Sunday. Very, very quiet, un- unassumed performance. He's not one of those that, um, you know, he's ever going to win the uh, Man of the Match award, is he? He kind of just goes under the radar and does the job and just does it simply and does it well. Um, adds a little bit of strength and height in the back four as well. I think we've looked stronger in defending um, because I don't know about anybody else, but I sit on the edge of the sofa every time we, you know, we've got a corner or a free kick against us, and we all sit there just head in the hands waiting for it to happen. Last couple of you know games that he's played in that back four, I just felt a little bit more comfortable. Only a tiny bit, maybe, but a little bit more comfortable, um, as Luke said, and I've said many, many times in different forums. He ain't a replacement for Calvin. Um, he ain't a central defensive midfield player. He hasn't got that, in my opinion, forward thinking ability, passing range, that kind of thing. Um, whether he's going to play for Belgium or Holland, really, Jerry isn't really. I, I really don't matter. It doesn't matter to me. You know, if he if he plays for either them or Indonesia or Malaysia or wherever it is, he's got the opportunity to play for. Good luck to the lad if he gets that opportunity. But I'd still say play for the birth, you know, the country of your birth. That's my view on it, given the choice. I think the um, sort of so, some of the some of the um, media sort of and the, and the the Leeds fans on on Twitter, especially it it's probably a similar attitude. Where obviously we we have no we have no dog in the race as such, where whether it's it's Belgium or whether it's um, Holland that he plays for. But just as long as he's as he keeps fit, because obviously we've had a bit of bad luck around the international. So I think a few people would be quite happy to see him just, you know, not um, not getting a call up for for now. Um, but I think it's you know it's it's good as it is good that you know we've got a young player on our books who you know is showing talent, and I dare hundred percent agree he's not a midfielder. Um, he's definitely a centre back, and you know. Fingers, fingers crossed. You know he can continue to grow and um, hopefully before too long, um, be well worthy of that um, that international call up. But um, just before we go, then um, I wanted to speak to Luke. Um, so you mentioned then you the or uh, or a no better. Um, so you just what I say, just sort of what's the what all you guys are doing at the minute, and uh, obviously we'll um, we'll post a wee, wee link to the. The um the Twitter account and stuff. So if you want to go ahead and, and tell us about it, perfect. Thanks, Jerry. Yeah, it was just a, a bunch. Actually, we're a bunch of mates that that, that met through through Twitter um, and just created a, created a WhatsApp group, got together, uh, and just decided to give it a go. You know, we all we, we all 
we all love the same thing. We've all got that that, that common common passion. Uh, so we just all got together. There's a couple of lads that sort of have a bit of a general idea of how to how to sort of use a computer and that. And we just just have a bit of a laugh more than anything. Uh, start to branch off. We've got a couple of little um, little side shows and 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 spin-offs and, and things. Every, after every game, we have what's called Baradi and Coke, which is the aftermatch review. Uh, we've got um, a new 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 segment come out tonight. Cal, uh, an Irish Leeds follower, he uh, he's really got really close with a uh, Federation Football Association Ireland referee. So we've got the in off the VAR segment coming soon as well. Uh, it's just a bit of a laugh, really. We all get together, you know, a couple of times, three times a week, um, trying to get the audience odd famous person on there where we can. Uh, we've had Simon Johnson of X Leeds Youth um, and, and Ralph Ralph Ineson joined us early on as well. Um, so yeah, just a bit bit of fun really between between the uh, the boys and girls that, that are involved. Uh, we all love it. We've got our first uh, night out, night out planned for the end of the year as well, which hopefully we fingers crossed we'll be able to uh, to attend. But yeah, get on there, have a listen if you don't like it, you don't like it. There's plenty of F bombs and C bombs and things dropped. It's very much an adult podcast. Um, and we say what we think, really, and, and we quite often don't agree with one another. There's a lot of arguments go on, and, and behind the scenes, you should be in the WhatsApp group. Christ, <laughs> is it? Is, is a uh, podcast then, Luke? That's available. Yeah, it's called... Available, available through YouTube, um, yeah. Acast, um, Spotify, and Apple Podcast as well. Okay, cool. Give it a listen then. Yeah. yeah. So does that does that mean like? Technically, we're rivals then, or what? Like, what? How does that work then? Like, should we be? <laughs> or we're, we're, we're mates, Jerry. We'll always be mates. <laughs> no, we've got some good, good relationships. I don't think the Leeds podcast uh, Twitter's quite like that just yet. There was, although there was talk the other day that that some people were falling out and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's pretty much like sort of uh, mutual. You know, everyone sort of gets on with each other. I think I asked one of the guys who, who was a mate of yours actually if he had. Any contacts that that might want to come on as a as a guest uh, in terms of sort of ex players and, and and representatives of the club, and he's he's put me in touch with. Well, I, I won't mention it yet, just in case it doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think I know who I know who you're talking about, and the uh, you like the tackle? Did he like the tackle? Did he? He did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, no, it's it. Um, I think it, I think it's good that um, like. Um, like per like personally, like there, there's kind of like obviously, some people are kind of like look obviously to like try and you know like break in and like do different bits in the media. Like like for me, I've been like I've only been sort of doing the YouTube stuff for for maybe like a few months, but like I've I've been writing about football for a good a good bit. I actually for me, I actually came from um I used to be a mad gambler like and and then I stopped stopped with the gambling and I was kind of like I needed a reason to like like like. I felt like I needed a reason to, to watch football and stuff, and and uh, so I started writing about it, and then like it's gradually, but it's funny, like it is good, like you, you kind of meet people from different areas, and you get talking, and like you know, it's I think I think it's fun, like and definitely I I'll um, I'll post whenever I'm sharing the, the um sharing this later, um I'll uh, post a wee link to to the account, I you know the the Twitter account, and then I'll I'll uh, post the links in that as well. So anyway, we have um. The game tomorrow night, um, half seven kickoff, which is obviously an interesting, interesting time. So, was it right, Sean? You said you said a one-one draw. Um, I, yeah, I think a one-all draw, a push to each. But um, yeah, I think a one-all draw. I'll, I'll settle for that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. and look, I'm going to go for a, a three-one win. 
3-1 win. I'm going to go for 2-1. I, I sort of seem to just keep saying 2-1 all, all the time in these. But more <laughs> you 2-1 for us, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, no, um, thanks, my thanks to, to Sean, um, who Anytime. I think is this her second, second time on. Yeah, yeah. Anytime, Jerry. You know, if I'm free and able and you've got nobody else to, to fill the slot, then um, I'm going to just stop them on. A soft southerner that just talks bollocks, so I'm happy to come on here anytime. <laughs> but no, uh, thanks very much for coming on, and thanks to Luke as well. And um, this is a this is a, a debut, technically, I suppose they would talk about. Um, but uh, hopefully, hopefully not the last time. No, mm. no, love, love to come back on. As I say, I might even try and get a couple of the better looking uh, bunch out of or no better to to come and give you give you a bit of a. Uh, performance as well they'll pop on and uh, and say their piece as well because we all do share, share very similar but, but also quite differential views as well sometimes so it'd be worth getting one or two of those on at some point i think that, that that's one one thing i've, I've wanted wanted to do with like um like if i'm here all the time and i'm giving my views like your views aren't different and then i think as gradually as more people come on and more guests come on and you'll start to see like right that person really likes that player or that person really doesn't like that player and then you know just to set the world alight you know just put them on together and have them argue you know but um, <laughs> just a just a bit of fun but but no um as i say thanks very much lads for for yeah. coming on and uh fingers crossed we'll um We'll get that uh, elusive third Premier League win in a row. Yeah. Um, so thanks for coming on and thanks to everybody that's watched. And we will be back tomorrow night. I know myself and JK so far um, are, are lined up for, for the after after match um, edition. So um, fingers crossed it'll not be a, a morbid affair. So yeah. thanks, thanks very much. And, uh, yeah. Thanks as well, man. Thanks. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much.